0: So last week I said that the podcast with Danny was gonna be the last podcast of 2020. Well, it was going to be until Taylor Swift decided to drop a surprise album on us. And today I wanted to go through it with my good friend Lex Nico. If you don't follow her, her hash her username is at Lex Nico. On Instagram, definitely worth the follow. Pop Culture Queen, we love it. But before we get into, you know, me introducing Lex and all that, I just want to say one thing. I keep seeing memes of people saying like, will Taylor release two albums during quarantine? What have you done? And it made me so upset because I feel like we're all just doing our best during quarantine, during COVID, during this pandemic. We're all trying. And I think it's important to remember that this is Taylor's job. Taylor's job is to write music and release music. Of course, she's going above and beyond for us, and we love that. But if you haven't even, like, finished a puzzle or a book, don't feel bad about it. We're all just doing our best to get through this together. And with that, I'm going to introduce Lex, and then we are going to get into Evermore. So I'm so excited. My friend Lex Nico is here. That is her handle on Instagram. She does an incredible pop culture breakdown, and she's the host of One Last Thing Pod. So, thank you for coming on and let's talk some evermore.
1: Oh, I am excited. Thank you for having me. I'm I've got I've got questions for you.
0: <laughs> okay, that's what I'm excited to talk about it because I don't love this album. I will say that.
1: I, see, this is fascinating because I on first listen, I liked this more than folklore, but now I'm starting to compare the songs and I want to have that conversation. And I'm curious if that might be some of the reason why you're not loving it because it's so easy to compare and contrast or maybe you just don't like it.
0: I I think it just folklore was like such a moment in the songs on folklore. I felt like every single song could be a movie, like you could write a whole script about exile, a whole script about last great American dynasty. And there are only a couple. I feel like this is more of a skip album for me. And it hurts me to say that.
1: (laughs) I know. I do feel like with Folklore, especially listening to it more and more, like you could listen to it the full way through and it painted that full story. And as you said, with every song, it felt like she's such a good storyteller. Can I just say that off the top? Yeah. We were talking. I'm not the biggest Swifty in that. I don't know all of the Easter eggs and the history and everything, but like she's an incredible songwriter. Wow! Like she always is. I've got. I've got to say that right off the top.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And last night I was with a few of my friends, and someone's like, "Well, she's not a good singer," and I was like, "Grow up!" (laughs) Like, it's no. I think
1: she is, and I just she has a sound. Yeah, she's not Ariana Grande, who like yes, she's got range, if you will. But I think Taylor is an amazing singer, and I've said this before. I think she's one of the most talented artists. Of this generation,
0: hands down. I, I completely agree with you, and I will say her vocals on the last two albums, Evermore and Folklore, just prove that she is a great singer.
1: Hmm. I mean, I've always thought she was a great singer. Who was this friend?
0: <laughs> <laughs> we won't go there. So obviously, this is the ninth album, and I did see a headline, and it. I feel like it sums up how I feel about Evermore. Mm-hmm. And it said, "Evermore isn't as good as Folklore, but it's still better than everything else everyone is doing."
1: Yes. Okay. This is what I mean. I think just the fact that we got these two albums in quarantine, they're sister albums. They're meant to like have this thread weave between the two of them. Like, there's just too much comparison. And Folklore was such a surprise. It flows with that storytelling, and I just—it's so hard to compare. But you're ultimately going to compare it, like. I said that with the two Bon Iver songs, you know, like I, my favorite song on folklore is exile hands down. Mm-hmm. But now listening to evermore, and I know we'll get to it, but I'm like, it was, it was never going to be as good as exile because I've already heard exile for the first time. Like it's never going to be the same. And you're going to compare it right out of the gate.
0: I completely agree with you. Cause that's basically what I said. I was like, this song is an exile. So I don't like it. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> Just like, it's not exile. I think you your notes too. I did. (laughs) Like there's nothing, it's
0: like, there's nothing else to say. Right. It's not exile. (laughs) I don't want to listen to it. So as Swifties, I know you're not the bit, you like Taylor Swift, but you don't consider Mm -hmm. yourself a Swiftie.
1: Yes. Like, I mean, I, I guess I would need to know, I might be like a level one Swiftie. Like I went to the 1989 tour. Okay. I've listened to all of her albums. I have them all like, on my playlist or whatever in Spotify, but I'm not, like, again, I don't know those Easter eggs. I'm not one of these people on Twitter that, like, sees all of these things in the videos. Like, I just, I feel like there's so many layers to the Swifties,
0: but I'm probably, like, a level one. Okay. I I can accept that. Um, you. So, we do something. It's, like, your Holy Trinity. Do, what mm-hmm. are your top three songs from Evermore?
1: Okay. So, I said, now wait, I have to ask, do you go three, two, one, or do, can I go one, two, three?
0: Oh, it doesn't matter.
1: Okay, so I mean, number three, I put Marjorie just because I loved that it was about her grandmother, and I loved like the lessons in it, and it just it like made me very emotional. I was very close with my grandmother, mm-hmm. and it brought me to that place, so I loved it. Um, the second one I picked was "No Body, No Crime" with Haim, because I love country music. It had that country twang. Um, and I just, I love like a scorned lover ballad and it gave me the chicks, um, goodbye Earl vibes mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> and I wanted to, So I was like, do we think that he did it? I feel like he did do it <laughs> for he sure. FD, for sure. And then I said, number one was Coney Island for me. Again, I love the national. I love a feature with Taylor and like how she sings with that folky tone and like Coney Island for me on Evermore was what exile was on folklore.
0: Okay. All right. I like that. Um, well, I have nobody, No Crime is number three. Okay. It gives me very Carrie Underwood, I'm going to kill my man
1: yes. vibes. before he cheats.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or like any song, like Black Cadillac, her and the other yeah. woman, um, like Dirty Laundry. There are so <laughs> many where she just kills people. Uh, so good. And then Tis the Damn Season, is number two for me, and the opening sounds like Friday Night Lights, and one yes. of my favorite shows. And just we've all have, you know, you go back home and you're like, maybe I'll text that person, maybe I'll, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. maybe or not. you like question the life that you left, and you're like, should I have left? Exactly. Every time I'll be there in one week doing that in my head. In <laughs> <And> the number <laughs> I'm doing one it right now. <laughs> It, I know. That is a song. You're not allowed to text your ex just because Taylor said to do it. Don't do it. Um yes. And then number one would be Marjorie.
1: Oh, nice.
0: hmm Because I almost gave up on the album. I really, I was listening and like, I was waiting for one to really hit me because Taylor's a lyricist till the end. Mm-hmm. And yes. I was waiting for one song to give me that like chills, like tears in my eyes. Then I heard that. and I was like, okay, here it is.
1: Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, I'm
0: glad that you, you know, something resonated
1: with you. For Um, sure. Speaking though, too, I noticed, and I wondered if this is why I liked Coney Island as well, because when I was listening to it like a second and third time, the beginning chords and then like the underlying chords sound like the beginning of Little Things by One Direction. Oh. And it's so I'll, I'll I'll like I'll send you the two songs back to back after, but I was like. Are there, like, low-key subliminal messages to Harry Styles on this album? <laughs> like, what's happening? <laughs> and again, my mind, I'm like, everything means something.
0: Everything. Everything. And to be clear, everything. like, I'm sure if I listen to this album a little more, I'll like it better, but it's just, it's not folklore. hmm It's not folklore. It, I agree. And that's, that's it.
1: <laughs> I know. Like, there's truly nothing else to say, but, I mean, I want to talk about more songs and break it down and ask you all my questions
0: but yeah absolutely true. the first song is willow and mm-hmm. i stayed up late i stayed up till 11 which is past my bedtime and all of a sudden i'm watching like a pagan ritual in the music video i'm like what is going on i don't know i mean i don't really love this song i really usually don't like her day like number one singles that she puts out to begin with yeah um, i agree I did like the lyrics come back stronger than a 90s trend. I can appreciate that. But I was kind of like, we get it. That's your man. He's going to wreck his plans. Like,
1: And she's, okay, so she, in the video, is like, she says that come back stronger than a 90s trend. But then she, like, looks at the camera, and then there's the rabbit hole. And again, I was like, what is with the rabbit holes? Because she calls out the rabbit hole in another, I think, in, which song did she call it out? Uh, last, long story short, I think.
0: Um, but... Yes.
1: She always talks about rabbit holes.
0: So there is something behind that. And it depends how you think of Taylor's past relationships. So all I'm going to say, I'm going to tell people to Google Diana Agron rabbit hole meeting with Taylor Swift. So, and there are a lot of different theories and I'm not saying any of these theories are correct. I'm not trying to like push any, you know, narrative on her. It's just one of the theories that come around whenever you look up Rabbit Hole with Taylor Swift.
1: Oh, my goodness. All right. Is this like a little conspiracy theory type thing?
0: Yeah, it's, yeah.
1: interesting.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's really, you know, I dive down all the rabbit holes, I rabbit guess you holes? could say. But that one especially, a lot of people consider that um, to go alongside Diana Agron. Nice, Okay.
1: I will say with Willow, I liked she released this remix today for her birthday. And I, I liked that it was a female DJ. I forget who she said it was, but I really liked the remix dancing, Witch version. Oh my gosh, Taylor.
0: And so what dramatic. was that? What was that <laughs> caption? It was like, I want to dance because it's my birthday or something. Yes. Let me look it up. And I know there's probably going to be a third album. I'm pretty sure people have figured that out. And I'm like, there's gonna be a line in that third album that is like, I'm dancing because it's my birthday.
1: Yes, not to be all, it's my birthday and I just wanna dance, but it is and I do. So here's the Willow Dance Witch version, remixed by Elvira, a badass female producer I really respect. Okay, can we talk about the third album? Because also, her talking about a, a dancing witch version with like tarot cards and like witchcraft. Everything is about past, present, future. So, am I okay? Am I more of a level three? So I have to be here, i freaking myself. <laughs> but I'm like, she's got these two albums, but like with witchcraft, it's past, present, and future, and everything is in threes. So I'm like, is there going to be a third album? Yeah, Can you I think, talk about this. This was a question for you. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I really think there is going to be one. I mean, a lot of people saw that she hid the word like Woodvale. Oh. In the um, album cover. And I just, I don't know. She's so sneaky. Your spidey sense,
1: your swifty senses are tingling.
0: Yeah, don't call him spidey. No, Spencer Heidi. <laughs> Shut it down. Shut it swifty down. Swifty senses. <laughs> but no, I, I definitely could see that. And there's also, there's three cardigans that are being sold. Oh. Oh my gosh, I didn't even see that. Do you own
1: a cardigan? I really. I do. I I feel like at this point I need to get
0: one. I ordered it in July and it got delivered to me end of November. So it was, took a while. And a lot of people like still haven't gotten theirs. Her merch is a mess. Really? Yeah. I I know it's not her who runs it. Like whoever, Universal, they're a wreck. Oh my gosh.
1: Okay. Maybe I got to invest in one of these cardigans. They're so cute.
0: They are, and they're actually super warm. Really? Yeah. Okay, good. So practical. Thanks, Taylor. (laughs) (laughs) So the next song, "Champagne Problems," I was that almost made it. That almost made it to like my top, but I um, at the beginning it really sounds like New Year's Day, which I like. Mm -hmm. And this song, everyone's like, she's pushing this narrative. She's like fake married or pregnant or whatever, and I don't think that's true at all. I'm like, she's literally writing a song about how she doesn't want to be engaged.
1: Right. And I just feel like she did. She talked about she would have made a lovely bride. I, I think she said, I never was ready to watch you go. Or, like, I, it doesn't feel like it's a happy or like culminating song in terms of coming together and getting married. Like, it's kind of, it's, it, it's almost like sad a little bit. For Is sure. Is that hard to say? Like, it gave me a little bit of that like postal service emo vibe to it toward the end.
0: Yeah, and I mean, you know, she's talking about it, and she's like, you would have made a great husband. I'm just not the one for you. Our group of friends don't think I'll ever say that word again. Like, they don't have that group of friends anymore because now they're broken up. Um, Mm -hmm. In the bridge, Taylor Swift knows how to build a fucking bridge in a song. (laughs) And when she said she would have made such a lovely bride, it's a shame she's fucked in the head. I felt that in my soul. (laughs) <laughs> Whenever Taylor wants to say the f word, I'm here. I'll listen. I know. I love it. I, I love, love that she's swearing now because for so long, you know, she had that like, "I'm an innocent girl from Pennsylvania, yes. Nashville," and now she's like, "No, I'm a mad woman. Fuck you."
1: I know. I always like. I'm like. There's like Kristen Wiig tar- Taylor. You know, when Kristen <laughs> Wiig would play her on Saturday Night Live, and she was always like, "What me? Huh? Always surprised face. And now there's like Mad Woman Taylor. I just, I'm liking this new Taylor. And if I, again, I'm thinking about it in that past, present, future, like the one takeaway I got from this album and folklore is just like, she's very self-aware Yeah, and she's like acknowledging her flaws and her strengths and like everything and putting them out from like pen to paper to verse. And so I like this, this the like confidence behind it, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I think she's really found her voice, especially now that she left Big Machine. She can, because I kind of wonder, obviously I love Reputation, Reputation's my favorite Mm -hmm. album from her, but I kind of wonder if she was holding back a little bit and not giving us like her greatest hits because she knew eventually she wouldn't own them. Right,
1: definitely. Again, with Taylor, I feel like she's always 10 steps ahead of all of us. Yes. So it wouldn't surprise me at all if she was looking
0: down the line. I mean, in Not her do- in her documentary on Netflix, she said she lives her life two years ahead of time. Like she's always planning two years ahead.
1: Yes, yes. Oh my god, I have that was Miss Americana, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, I also didn't watch the. She has a Disney Plus yes movie as well. Should I watch it? Is it good?
0: I really liked it because it gave a lot of behind the scenes for like folklore and like for the song, this is me trying the way I pictured it. It's like Ryan running up to Marissa or like Marissa (laughs) being like, I'm trying so hard to be a good person and I'm an alcoholic and it's hard. And she actually (laughs) said she was like, you know, I wrote this for people who are struggling with like addiction or mental health. And I was like, so I guess I was kind of right. But hearing yes. her talk about that, I was like, wow, that's actually, like, a really beautiful thing to say.
1: Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, I need to go watch it. Yeah. so behind on my content. <laughs> I've got to add to the list.
0: <laughs> you have quite the list going.
1: I know. Oh, my God. Okay, I wanted to ask, I have a question around Gold Rush. Okay, let's talk about Gold Rush. Because she put the word folklore in the lyric. She said, my mind puts your life into a folklore. Does she... Consistently thread album names into songs. Like have I ever picked just never picked this up or am I overthinking this?
0: I'm trying to think. I know for like obviously the album red she had her song Red, Lover. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember her really like doing any throwbacks to other albums. Right. Um But
1: these are these are intertwined, so it kind of makes more sense.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And she'll use like certain colors over and over. Like okay. blue's like a pot it started off sad, but now it's like positive. And okay. red's like angry. You know. Yes, yes. Obviously. But I <laughs> actually really liked Gold Rush. I don't know if this makes any sense, but to me it felt like New York City. Like the beat of I'm it, really- it's very like New York City. It almost reminds me of like a supermodel. Um Yes. Yes.
1: Or I was doing, I I know what you're saying. I also, people were like, is it about Harry Styles? There was that, but I just, cause they're talking about, um, just like this, like beautiful person, you know, and almost like untouchable. Uh, but yes, I wonder, could it be about a supermodel?
0: yeah a certain supermodel <laughs> and i even feel like the way it builds it's like a fashion show i mean i obviously watch the hills all the fucking time and it's like fast paced like how they walk it's like stepping mm-hmm. certain ways and not that i know anything about modeling on a catwalk but i assume no. <laughs> you have to have like a certain like bounce to your step oh for sure they
1: do there's like a whole model walk i feel like i remember um, like Kendall Jenner having to model walk on keeping up with the Kardashians, Kardashians or like going to
0: classes or
1: something. There's definitely a pace to it.
0: Yeah. And it just, like I said, it, it's what I needed because it's more upbeat. Yes. So I do like that one at first. I didn't like it. And then I listened to it like four more times and I'm like, okay, maybe I do like it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing with some of these songs. I feel like if I listen, like Willow, I didn't love it. Like in my first, listen Mm -hmm. but then watching the video listening to the remix and comparing it to like the regular or original version I was like I kind of see it being catchy but same thing I've never loved Taylor's like first release off of an album Mm -hmm. just like I haven't really ever loved it she always has better songs that are like sort of
0: more to come you know yeah absolutely even I was talking to one of my friends today she's like well I never really listened to Reputation because I didn't like look what you made me do. Yes. And I was like, well, guess what? She does that on purpose. I swear. She's like, mm, I'll put like the, the, not the best song out first. The Swifties know I have better.
1: Mm-hmm. She knows. She knows. She can own it. Yeah. I don't know. So I feel like 1989 is my favorite album of hers. I think also it was just like the time of my life. Uh, when that album came out, like all of the songs seemed to resonate with me. Mm-hmm. And I think with this album, so many of the songs, like I was, like, I feel like there's a song for all these different times in your life. Yeah. Like some of them really hit me and some of them don't, but I could see them like feeling so deep to somebody if they're in a different place.
0: Yeah, for sure. Which is, this is very controversial. I don't care for 1989. That uh, I know most Swifties are like, you're not a, you know, if they say whatever, I'm like, listen, <laughs> listen. <laughs> You're like, actually, I am. I <laughs> actually, keep coming. actually, I'm super old and I am a Swifty, <laughs> so show me respect. But um, but yeah, I don't know, like 1989 didn't really do it for me. But like Red, when Red came out, I was going mm-hmm. through a bad breakup and I was like, every song I feel this, except for Stay, 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 because I hate that song. <laughs>
1: At At least you have opinions, you know? You're not just like, I love everything because it's Taylor Swift. No. That's what makes you a true
0: fan. Exactly. And someone was like, you know, I can't believe you're saying you don't like her new album. I'm like, I'm also a huge Kelly Clarkson fan and big Backstreet Boys fan. And they've put out music. And I'm like, why?
1: Why this? (laughs) (laughs) I don't understand. She's still going to get my money. I'm still going to buy stuff. I'm still going to be there whenever we can go back to a damn concert. Oh
0: my God. I I know. (laughs) One day. One day. One day I'll see Taylor again live and I'll get like my (laughs) slow mascara mascara (laughs) tear.
1: One single tear.
0: Yeah. As soon as she steps on stage with that guitar. (laughs) (laughs) So the next song is Tis the Damn Season. I know we already kind of touched on it, but there's one line in it where she goes, you're, or she says the only soul who can tell which smile I'm faking. And it reminded me of when a date with Tad Hamilton, when, um, Topher Grace's character's like, you have six smiles. One when yeah. you're being polite, one when you're being funny, like whatever he says. And I was like, that's must be what she's watching during quarantine.
1: <laughs> For sure. And again, like talking about how all these, like these songs can bring you to moments. Like I've come back from LA. I'm here at my parents' house the holidays until I go back. I'm like with my visa and stuff. But I was just like, you do. I'm sitting like, I'm like staying at my parents' house. I'm like, this one is truly hitting home for me right now because you start questioning everything. I'm like, should I have stayed with like my ex-boyfriend and we would have been settled down and da da da? -da. Like you think about going backwards and questioning everything. Yeah. So I, I, I like this one a lot. In but I think too because I've, it's the place that I'm physically and like emotionally in right now.
0: For sure, and like I said, like I'm. I go home. I'll be home in like a week, and I uh-huh. know that there's like a few numbers that I want to text. I know. Don't text them. <laughs> I won't. I'll be. They'll send me a Snapchat. I'll be like, not now, guys. <laughs> no, and, no, 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 no. And I love that she started it with, "If I wanted to know who you were hanging out with while I was gone, I would have asked."
1: Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God. See, you know too that she's just low key a badass. Like, of course she's super polite, but like, she knows she's the shit.
0: Yeah. yeah I mean, she's sitting there just counting her like millions. She's like, right. I'm the shit. I don't care who you're hanging out with.
1: Don't tell me how great and cool your life is, like, your life is and how you're doing and everything. It's like, if I wanted to know, I would know.
0: It's like, I'm just here to bang and go away yeah. again.
1: <laughs> oh, man. We cannot make poor decisions over this holiday season. We're going to be really tested.
0: <laughs> we are, because we've all been so lonely for so long. Taylor knew, and like, she should have said at the beginning, like, don't text your ex, but let's sing this I song. Know.
1: If she puts out a video for this one, can we please get like a, a warning before the beginning? <laughs> we need some opening credits.
0: <laughs> for sure. Do you know the importance of track number five? Is that something you're aware of? No. So track number not. five on all of Taylor's albums are supposed to be, like, her most personal, gut-wrenching songs. Okay. Like, All Too Well was track number five, Um, The Archer, uh, oh, I love that song. My Tears Ricochet, just to, like, name a few. So they're supposed to be the ones that are, like, most personal and tolerated. I didn't like it at first. Again, most of these songs I did have to listen to. Fair. But I almost felt like It could be a few different perspectives. It could be like a kid trying to please a step parent or trying to please like a dad. But then I was also thinking like it could be someone who was trying to come out and their parents weren't like okay with it. So now they're just trying to do everything to make make it okay. That's one thing I love about music in general. I know I'm like rambling. But the way I hear this song could be different than the way you hear the song. And that's one thing I really love just about music in general.
1: Yeah, I definitely looking at the lyrics or listening to the lyrics, it in my mind, it like sounds like she's or whoever she's talking about is this person that's like trying to be perfect for somebody who isn't perfect. And for whatever reason, that person's approval is so important to them. Like, I know my love should be celebrated, but you tolerate it. It's like she, they know their self-worth or now looking back, they know their self-worth, but you tolerate it. Like, it's still like, you don't love me the way that I know I should be loved. And it's just, um, I could definitely see it about, as you said, somebody trying to come out or feeling repressed and expressing who they really are. Um, but I did get that. Like, I'm trying to be perfect and good for you. And like, I know that you're not, perfect, but for some reason I need your approval desperately.
0: Yeah. That's... And we've all been there. Right. And I mean, I, I keep thinking of like parents, but even if you're at a job, you're trying to prove yourself. Mm-hmm. But yeah, something about this was just like, I'm a little kid. I'm trying to prove to you that I'm good. I'm trying to yes. polish the dishware. So you see that I'm like very put together. Yep. Like I'm trying
1: to just be everything you want me to be. Ugh. I'm telling you, this woman, she just,
0: she gets me. And there's something I noticed in the Miss Americana documentary. I feel like there was tension between her and her dad during that. And Mm -hmm. then in Cardigan, she's like running like water, leaving like a father. So I think that's why I got more of like, you're trying to, you know, you're a younger kid. You want your dad to be proud of you type thing. Yes, absolutely.
1: That makes so much sense. Like I could definitely get that from that song and just like feeling not good enough and so desperately wanting to be and trying, you know, doesn't she say like clean the dishes till they glisten and gleam or dry the dishes? I forget, but it's just like, she's so desperately trying to be perfect, do everything perfectly.
0: And it's kind of like mirror Mhm oh.
1: It's so, I'm telling. That's a really, really good call out. What is her situation with her dad?
0: It just, I guess in the documentary, obviously she's really close with her mom and her parents. Mm -hmm. Like, they quietly separated. There was no big, or I don't even know if there was a divorce because money or whatever. But she was like, I need to talk about politics. I need to take a stand. And her dad's like, no. And her dad was also on the board for Big Machine. So I'm sure that there was some tension there. And maybe he wanted her to stay quiet about things obviously that's just me. There's no allegedly. That's all allegedly.
1: (laughs) It's all alleged. It's all alleged. But at the end of the day, I'm going to say it again. Everything has meaning in what she does. Yeah. So even though it's alleged, I wouldn't be shocked if we we find this out at a later time.
0: Yeah. So do you think that, I know you said, what, past, present, future? Mm -hmm. Do you think this is like a past album or do you think this is...
1: Well, I don't know. I mean, in my mind, I'm like, she would go in order of past, present, future, but maybe she isn't. Mm -hmm. Like, I again, I don't know everything as, like, intimately as somebody else might with Taylor and even her, like, discography, if you will. But I'm just like, in my mind, it's present because the way that I um, interpreted it in the lyrics and everything is just, like, her self-awareness. Mm-hmm. is like so apparent to me. Yeah, And so it's like, maybe even though she's reflecting on things or talking about things in the past or past experiences, like she's so honest about her role in everything that to me, it feels very present, but I, I, I could just be making this up in my mind. This is what the girl does to me.
0: But that's okay. <laughs> that's what music's about.
1: Yes, totally. And I what will say,
0: think? I'm not the most well-versed Swifty. I know a bit. I, I have a lot of time on my hands. So I'm <laughs> always on Twitter. And I try to do Tumblr. I do my best with it. But it's changed a lot since I was 19. Yes. Um. But I don't know. I almost feel like some of these songs are looking back. But then, say, on Folklore 7 could be her looking back as a kid. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. It's really interesting. It's, it's interesting, but I, I keep going back to like her relationship with her dad for tolerate it. I do. I
1: feel like you're probably right there. Mm -hmm. Like, I really feel like you're hitting the nail on the head, especially like my, I'm not in your head, but my take (laughs) on it in like a wanting somebody's approval. That's such a, like a child parent relationship, you know, especially if you're reflecting on that relationship and you're, seeing it out of those rose colored glasses now, like I think you're probably right there.
0: I know. Do you ever think confident. of thing do you ever think of things from your childhood and you're like, oh shit, like that's not normal.
1: <laughs> I'm like, what? Yeah. Why?
0: <laughs> you're like, thank God I came out slightly okay.
1: I know. <laughs> God, it could have been could have gone either way.
0: <laughs> so the next song is Nobody, no crime, which seems to be one of the favorites from most people who I've talked to. I mean, like I said, gives me Carrie Underwood. Let's kill some men vibes.
1: Yeah. Okay. So like what I loved about this song personally, I think is like, to me, it starts as, like I said, this like scorned lover, but it turns into this like best friend anthem. Like I wasn't letting up until the day he died. I don't know what he did to my friend, but I feel pretty good about it. And It's a good thing that the mistress had her life insurance, took out the big insurance because they think she did it, but they can't prove it. And I'm just like, it's loyal. And it's like, this is a song like me and my best friend would be like, this is this is our jam. Like, we're in it, you know? And
0: I love a good Olive
1: Garden reference. I love a good <laughs> shout-out to Olive Garden. You know? It's, like, that's that's true friendship. When you're here, you're family, and I'm going to kill someone for
0: you. Taylor's, like, sitting there with her pasta and all-you-can-eat breadsticks. She's like, where the fuck's yes. Esty?
1: <laughs> Is she not on shift tonight? Yes. Oh, my God, yes. But, like, I I think the like the tone of this song... And like the pace of it, and how it's kind of eerie, and yes, it's like that. Let's go kill some men. Best friend anthem. It's just so good. And like you know, I just I love Haim. and I yeah, it all works for me. It all works.
0: I think one of my favorite parts of the whole song, or is Taylor she's singing and she's like Esty's sister will say I was with her. Yeah, I'm like so Esty's sister's <laughs> ride or die that. too. <laughs> Yes. I love
1: that part. And I love that she's like, I forget what the lyric is now. And of course I didn't write it down, but she's like, it's a good thing. I got my boating license when When I I was was 14 and I cleaned enough houses to know how to cover up the scene. And I'm like, yes.
0: (laughs) So it actually kind of reminded me, this is going to get dark. I don't want to, this might trigger some people, but the American murder documentary on Netflix. I don't know if you watched it, I haven't. Um, The guy's name was Christopher something, piece of shit. Killed his wife, kids. Oh,
1: and the kids.
0: Yeah, but one of the reasons why I, obviously, he was a terrible liar, but her friend wasn't hearing from her, and her friend was like, "Mm, I haven't heard from her in five hours, something's up. And if that friend waited any longer, Chris probably would have been able to hide more things or get a cohesive story together, but that friend... That friend knew something was up and I knew, love yes. it. I, and that's kind of what like no body, no crime reminded me of. But again, if that friend wasn't, as you know, she's like, it's 9am. She usually texts me by now. Yes.
1: And I think, um, I remember, I haven't watched the documentary but when it came out, I started reading about it and it was like, this friend was like in their neighborhood or something and like, they wouldn't let it go. Mm-hmm. And that's why they like ended up going to the house and checking and everything but like they just wouldn't let it go. And that totally is this
0: song. And even hands down. Even um during, you know, the the police footage, he's wearing the body cam and Chris uh-huh. has said something about her medication, and the friend's like, she wouldn't go anywhere without her medication. It's like, yes,
1: like she knows. She knows
0: in her gut. So that was kind of off topic, but this song also kinda of reminded me of that. Because he she didn't kill him, but she put his ass away. Yes. <laughs> Switching. kind of a parallel same thing <laughs> switching but subjects back to Taylor <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about happiness yeah. so let's talk about happiness <laughs> um this song's really slow for me I think it's really beautiful you know always lyrics I love her lyrics but it's just I love like the lyrics in this one I love how it goes from being like we had happiness together to like, okay, you're angry. I got it. Then she's like, wait, Mm you were fucking happy because of me. Yes.
1: Like she's like, they'll, I love how she says both things can be true. And she's like, there'll be happiness after you, but there was happiness because of you. And like, I love the phrase. My friend said this to me like a few weeks ago and I've been obsessed with it since like both things can be true. And I'm like, you're so right. And then now that it's on the album, I'm just like, I love this lyric. And in my mind, I was like, this isn't even like a breakup song. This is like an acceptance song. She's going through those stages throughout the course of the lyrics. And she's like working through her feelings. Mm -hmm. But then she gets to that place of acceptance. That's ultimately happiness.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I guess, like I said, it's a little slow for me. Um, Mm -hmm. So it did take me (laughs) a couple of listens per (laughs) usual. Like I've said, every friggin' song. But it is true. And I almost felt like stages of grief, even when you break up with someone, yeah. you have like weird stages of grief and, you know, you get mad and then you're kind of like, you know, I I made that person happy when I could and all mm-hmm. that. No, I
1: agree. It's like she's going through all those stages. The person is like, they're sad, they're angry, they're like guilty She's breaking herself down and putting herself back together and, like, ultimately moving forward. Um, You put in your notes, though, something about the seven years in heaven. And I want to understand, I don't, I I need your help.
0: To be honest, it just made me, it kind of just made, like, my eyebrow kink a little. I was like, seven years, seven years. Like, why seven years? Why did she choose seven years? Her and Joe have only been together for, like, three or four, which is a long time. I'm Mm -hmm. not saying, like, only. But it's not seven. But it's not but seven. Seven
1: was 13, Like again, I'm like what does it mean,
0: Taylor? Yeah, I I don't know. But the the seven years in heaven comment really like it. I don't know. And someone was like, "Well, she she's playing on seven minutes in heaven." I'm like, I don't think so. I don't think that's right. <laughs> okay, I'm
1: gonna look up right now who her boyfriend was in 2013. Who was she dating?
0: Joe Jonas. Okay, it's not Joe Jonas. (laughs) No. No, Harry Styles. Is that the first year she performed at the Victoria's Secret Fashion Show?
1: Oh, let's look up. You really want to go Carly Kloss on this, don't you?
0: (laughs) You know, I go Carly Klaus on a lot of things and then people get really mad at me. So I always try and tread lightly. But I fair. I did just say that out loud. So (laughs) Victoria's Secret
1: Fashion Show 2013. I think that was the first year.
0: Yeah. That's what I thought. So I'm just going to leave that <laughs> I mean, little nugget. I'm, I'm just dropping that nugget there.
1: Oh my goodness. Okay. Interesting. But was I right? So I'm trying to see if she's 23rd. Yeah. Yeah. Follow Boy and Taylor Swift. Yeah. And then in 2014, she did Blank Space. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay, this was my question around, is it Dorothea is the next song? It is. It is. Yes. And I know every song has a meaning. And this is like this friend seems to be a clout chaser or like caring about who they're. I thought this song was about Carly Kloss. Because
0: are they still friends? They're not. Right? Cause I was kind of wondering if it was Selena too, but I know her and Selena still seem close. Yeah, I
1: don't think her and Selena are on bad terms. And I don't see Selena as like, from what I know about Selena, is like she's not wild about surrounding herself with celebrities
0: that's true in terms
1: of being seen but it's like if i think about carly claus it's like she's dating the kushner brother and like she's always she's, pushing
0: stuff like pushing products yes. and i think one of yes. the lines it's like i see you in magazines selling makeup okay and
1: she wasn't she like a l'oreal girl or Revlon or one of those brands Carly.
0: Yes. And I don't know if it's this song. I don't know if I wrote it down, but it's like your smile turned into a smirk. Yes. Is that this song or it might be a different one, but I can't
1: remember, but, um, I remember that lyric. I think
0: that's actually Enclosure. but anyway, I don't know. I kind of wonder. And one thing that kind of made me sad, it was like, I keep up with you on the tiny screen meaning your Mm -hmm. phone, because we all have those friends we're not really close with. But then you see them on Instagram, you're like, oh, I'm glad they're happy. Yes. And she said, I wrote it down,
1: if you're ever tired of being known for who you know, you know you'll always know me, which is, like, so wordy. But it's, like, again, I just didn't think it was about Selena, because, like, I don't think Selena is known, at least in, like, this – small circles in LA that I know like Selena isn't known for really being like caring about who she's known.
0: That's about true.
1: With. But I just think going back to like the Kushner thing and like the scooter the models and political thing. Like I think Carly This sounded more like Carly to me. And I thought that they were not, I didn't think they were as close as they once were. No, they're
0: not friends anymore because of Scooter Braun because she's managed by Scooter. Uh-huh okay so it's all just, yeah it's all one big circle fucking scooter I, my nemesis <laughs> i'll oh never forget God. when he tweeted me i was like don't you come at me scooter bra <laughs> i didn't even tag you you just searched your name <laughs> Oh yeah. And that's such a good or broad thing to do. He's like, like this it just makes so much sense, you know? He's like, this girl's a Swifty. I'm gonna go after. Her. I'm like, I'm sure more Swifties are saying meaner things to you than me saying I was upset like Dan thanked you at the Grammys. <laughs> <laughs> you can't handle it. So Coney Island, one of your favorites. Um yeah. this one it was probably number four for me. It was close, okay. but um I love when she sings duets with guys who have deep voices. I know that sounds weird, but like, I didn't care for her duet with Ed Sheeran, but the one with Gary Lightfoot from Red, I loved it. And I realized it's because they all have these deep voices that are so different than hers.
1: Yes. I love, like, this is my number one song.
0: I love it. Go ahead. Fangirl out.
1: Again, like I said. That beginning chord and those underlying chords, it's like, it sounds like little things from One Direction, which is like one of my favorite One Direction songs, too. Were you a and big like, directioner? Kind of. <laughs> and like, I love One Direction, but I'm like, this is more Harry Styles <laughs> subliminal messaging. I just, <laughs> I think I need to get outside. Like, I'm on day 12 of my quarantining and I'm almost there 14 days, but still.
0: Get some oxygen. <laughs>
1: get some fresh I air. I just home like the guy, what's that meme with the guy from It's Always Sunny? Yes. <laughs> this, this song. But I just, it makes me like feel everything. And, I agree. Like, the lyrics just take you back to the simpler time. It's like, we were like the mall before the internet was the one place to be. And it just like brought me back. And again, listening to it in like my childhood bedroom, it's like when you had your first breakup or you were like losing your first love. And it's like that loss of the age of innocence it's just gone mm-hmm. we're never gonna have it back and like it's just it made me sad and like i there's just certain songs i love feeling sad to, and this is one of them
0: and again i feel like it's a very like realization song mm-hmm. they're both coming so to terms growth. like we love growth we love growth in a
1: taylor song and a taylor lyric
0: She's come so far. I really like, I'm glad that I was a fan at the beginning to like mm-hmm. watch it.
1: I agree. And I'll, I'll talk about that with Long Story Short. That was my number four song because it's like, that's that's a gross song for, for Taylor.
0: Okay. So, um, the next song's Ivy. And I think this is Gigi Hadid and Zayn Malik's baby name. I don't think it's Dorothea. I think it's Ivy. And I'm going with Ivy. I almost said Willow, but Joe Jonas named his daughter Willow. So I think it's a little too close.
1: Yep, I agree with you. And I saw your notes and I looked at this song from that lens. And it's like the opal eyes. There's like a lyric about opal eyes. I'm pretty sure Gigi has those like blue green eyes. Mm -hmm. And it's the lyrics were like, I can't stop you putting roots in my tree, my pain in the palm of your freezing hand. Now I'm covered in you. Like it could be like a mother child relationship song. Like, how it's like you have a child, and all of a sudden it's like everything in your life, your pain, your happiness is like tied to that person. Right. So I I back you. I will die on this sword with you. Nobody, no crime. I think this is the child's name.
0: <laughs> and I think I don't think they're gonna say anything. I think my my thoughts of Gigi and Zane, I think they're gonna announce it on like the cover of Vogue. By the end of the year. By the end of the year, we will know this baby's name. And it's going to be Ivy.
1: It's definitely going to be Ivy. Have they? I I didn't even look this up. Has, like, Gigi gotten... I know um, Sophie Turner got, like, a W. So people, like, are suspecting the name is Willa. And, like... But has Gigi, like, teased a tattoo yet? Or does she do that? I don't know.
0: She shows her, but not her face. And you know people usually sell like baby pictures and that's why they wait to show the face. Yes. Yes. But I don't think she's done anything like that. I knew I know Dumois, that Instagram. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they post. If it's real, if it's fake. I'm kind of like on the fence about it.
1: Oh yeah. There were some clues about the baby name, but I can't remember what and they were. Do you remember?
0: It was like um a plant. They did say a plant, but oh. it's like a fragrance plant. I don't know if Ivy has a smell.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I'm just googling everything now.
0: But I will say this song reminds me, like the tone of it reminds me almost like Sarah McLaughlin, Building a Mystery or Sheryl Crow's old stuff. I do like the sound of it.
1: I like the sound of it
0: too. You're so right.
1: It does sound so much like Building a Mystery.
0: Yeah, that was the first thing I thought of. And I love Sarah McLaughlin and Building a Mystery is one of my favorite songs by her. But when I was listening, I was like, okay.
1: Yes. I liked this song too. And But, again, it wasn't, like, one of my standouts, but I did like it, and I liked the lyrics in it. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know, everything in this this album, I guess sort of similar to folklore, it's, like, I feel like I need to be somewhere cold and damp, like, listening to
0: this. Um, I will say, like, this morning, I just laid in my bed and listened to the whole album. Because, like, I can't be distracted, I just need to listen. And that is why my notes to Cowboy Like Me are... (laughs) Kind of a skip for me. At this point, I'm tired. <laughs> yes. I like this one.
1: I, I liked the back of vocals, but I said this song feels like a filler song to me. Yeah. It's kind of like, yeah, these two people, they're very similar, but they're probably wrong for each other. But they like have this game because they're like so similar, but it just, it was kind of a filler is what I
0: said. I don't even and, like, think I listened to it all the way through. I can't lie.
1: Really? There's
0: always a song or on her album that I just kind of like can't listen to. Epiphany was that on Folklore. I didn't mm-hmm. like Epiphany, but then she explained it on the Disney Plus and I was like, "Okay, now I like it."
1: Uh, so, I will say I remember like what I my takeaway from Miss Americana and why I'm excited when you said that it's like a lot of behind the scenes of Folklore in the Disney Plus one is like I loved miss americana like watching her in the studio talking through her process in like songwriting Mm -hmm. it's fascinating to me so So i hope she does something like that forevermore too
0: i i mean she maybe she has like a three film disney plus thing so three albums three films Mm -hmm. but also this is kind of like a throwback to reputation on youtube there are a bunch of clips of her writing like delicate getaway car So if you like background stuff, she has a lot of that for reputation on YouTube.
1: Amazing. I'm going to go watch those. I love watching YouTube. Like uh, the Marvel press tours, I I, like stay up all night sometimes just watching the press interviews. Like I can go down a YouTube spiral. So this is great insight for me.
0: (laughs) One on Thanksgiving, I was watching (laughs) Nate and Serena Gossip Girl fan videos for like three hours and I was like, what the fuck? How did I end up here? We have to get out of this (laughs) corner. I need a life.
1: No, I like it, though. Like, I genuinely enjoy it.
0: (laughs) I really think watching, because I have been hooked on Gossip Girl again and all Mm -hmm. this stuff, I feel like it just brings me back to, like, a normal time in my life. But there have been some scenes, I'm like, they're not wearing masks. Then I was like, no. Yeah, you're like, why? What's happening? Yeah. That was such a good
1: show. I should start watching it again, too.
0: My gosh. I think you should. I support that. And if you ever get bored, there are a lot of Nate and Serena fan videos on YouTube. Perfect. It's what I need. It's the complimentary content. (laughs) Exactly. The next song is Long Story Short. And again, this one reminded me of Gold Rush. It kind of reminded me of, like, New York City again. Mm -hmm. And I don't love the second half of the song. But again, in this, she mentions Rabbit Hole. Yes.
1: So this, okay. This song was like my number four. It was really between this song and Marjorie for me, but Marjorie like snuck in there because of the grandmother, um, like the grandmother component of it. But I just, again, it's that growth. It's that like maturity in herself. So she's being more mature in her relationships. I think she like, I like how she, this is the one thing that she said is like, Past me, I want to tell you not to get lost in these petty things. Your nemeses will defeat themselves before you get the chance to swing. And I'm just like, I really appreciate her being self aware. Like, I think she's talking about the whole Kim Kanye thing. Mm -hmm. Like, and now she's like with Joe and she's like grown and she's gone, like, she fell from her pedestal and like she's gone through like her lowest point in the public eye and she's like gotten back up. And I just, I I really liked this song because of the growth. I'm big on the growth and the maturity.
0: (laughs) I mean, I agree with you. And if you think about it, she really did get knocked off that pedestal. And obviously the video that Kim showed was edited and there were certain things. But Mm -hmm. I think at that point when all that hit, people were getting sick of Taylor Swift. I mean, not me, not me ever. But this was, like, the Tom Hiddleston PR stunt. This is all this stuff. And she was everywhere. And I think people were just like, oh, she's dating all these men. She's everywhere. She's flaunting everything. And then that yeah. hit, and they were like, and she's a liar.
1: Exactly. This was, like, the 4th of July. And it was, like, what was her group call?" They had a name for her, like, 4th of July crew. And this, it was, like, Ruby like Rose squad. And her, The S- squad, yeah. And all the people in, um, yeah, basically, all the pe- I remember the, like, I heart TS, the hand on his chest, like, pose photos. Ugh. But that was, like, peak. That was her tipping point. And then this just, like, pushed her over the edge. And I really, I appreciate her going back and acknowledging that moment. So yeah. Long story short, was a close a close fourth for me. What did you? So Marjorie
0: th- was my third. What did you think of her and Tom Hiddleston? Do you think that was a full PR stunt? Cause I do. Yes. Okay. I just want to. I haven't.
1: So I haven't gone back because I didn't get into these Marvel movies until this year. Oh, right. But I was like, when was, when were these like Thor movies coming out with the timing of that? Um, and like all, or all of these Avengers movies, because I'm like, what was, what was happening in his career at that moment? Cause that would make me like, I need to do some homework and I'm curious.
0: So he was in the running for James Bond. Oh, okay. So that would make sense. That was kind of like the rumor was like, he was in the running for James Bond, but again, he was Loki, who wasn't Chris Hemsworth. Mm -hmm. So it was to me, it was kind of, you know, her and Calvin again. I think a lot of, the relationships we've seen Taylor in, in real life, or like what we think is real life. I think a lot of them have been PR. I just do. I agree. I think that she's been in relationships, but needs a public muse because that's been her marketing gimmick since day one. But I think Calvin was starting to get a little too mouthy. Do you think Cal?
1: See, I thought Calvin was one of the real ones.
0: You don't. So right after they broke up, Calvin started tweeting stuff and he said, the only way I could get nominated for a Grammy is if I shaved my beard. So he was like tweeting some stuff. And just before they broke up, he was caught leaving like a happy ending massage place. So he was starting to get sloppy. And I think they needed someone to like button it up again. Someone who would button it up because Tom Hiddleston's not going to do that. It just kind of worked for that time. But I mean, that I Heart TS tank top was the cringiest thing.
1: <laughs> I just wanted to vomit. I couldn't
0: handle it. And I actually, I will say, I think at that point, I was like, "Come on, Taylor! Like, come on!" Yeah, as you, a fan,
1: you start to be like, "You're better than this."
0: You yeah, don't need this. as a fan, <laughs> I mean, I had, I at the time, I had like a celebrity blog, and I obviously talked about how much I like Taylor. But then I have to be like, "Well, this is obviously like an attention thing." Like, people, paparazzi were probably there on the 4th of July because they knew she was having a party, but they're not in Watch Hill, Rhode Island regularly. Exactly. A
1: thousand percent.
0: Like, the pictures Um, of them kissing by the water. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Um, The pictures of them kissing by the water, and then they're, like, looking over their shoulders, and they're like,
1: (gasps) oh, like, come on. No, of course. That was all staged. Her signature 4th of July weekend. That was all staged. We can do a whole other podcast on BackGrid.
0: Yes, please. <laughs> but what were you going to say? I'm sorry.
1: No, I, I wanted to ask you what you thought about Taylor and Jake Gyllenhaal, real or publicity.
0: I don't know. I think one thing about the people who Taylor dated early in her career, there are a lot of rumors surrounding them. So, oh. um... I don't know. I really don't. Because if you look up, like, the rabbit hole stuff, it's kind of the same Mm -hmm. timeline as her and Jake. Okay. So, again, I don't really know. I think it made Jake look like an asshole. So whatever (laughs) they were trying to do, it didn't, like, play out the way they wanted it to. Because he's like, now I like Jake. But at the time, I was like, fuck
1: that guy. Who does he think he is? He came off like an asshole for sure.
0: Yeah. So maybe, I don't know. Again, this is kind of where, you know, she writes all too well. And I don't want to think those feelings weren't real. Right.
1: It's so hard to know. Like, I have my
0: opinion, but it's hard to truly know. Well, what do you think? Because you and I, I think that we see things differently and we can kind of. Yes you know, see someone kind of taking advantage of something to get their name out there. But what do you think of that?
1: I thought that they, so I think that they were like a PR setup. Like it doesn't make sense to me still to this day. Mm -hmm. But like, I think it's like you have this up and coming artist and like, I don't know Jake was, like, popular, but not, like, crazy popular in his career. Like, I think it was advantageous for both of them.
0: And this is when, like, Love and Other Drugs were coming out, which was, Mm -hmm. I feel like, a pretty big Jake movie.
1: Yes. Yeah. So, it's, like, for me, it felt staged, but, and then I think, like, I don't know, the way that I, again, hear Taylor's lyrics, it's, like, I think that she, like, had genuine feelings, and then he, like played
0: her. Yeah, I think he may have been playing it, but yes. I don't think she was. Yes. Yeah. But that's my take. Uh I know. We got to do another episode on this. <laughs>
1: allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> yes,
0: we always do allegedly and I try not to make the Swifties too mad, so. Okay. But on I'm to fine. Marjorie, the sweetest song. Um it makes me cry. I love it. And I don't know if you knew this, but the backup vocals are actually her grandma's voice. No, How? Because she was a singer. She wasn't like very popular, huge singer, but she was in a couple like movies and stuff. But yeah, at the end, when you kind of hear somebody singing in the background, it's her mm-hmm. grandmother's voice.
1: Oh my God. No, this one made me tear up too, because like, I just love the, the lyrics of it all and all, like the lessons, like never be so kind. You forgot to be clever, never be so clever. You forget to be kind. And like, what died didn't stay dead, you're alive in my head. It's like the intimate feelings that you and the memories that I have with my own grandmother and this like brings me to that place that I couldn't help but like tearing up as I'm listening to this song. That's just like the sign of a great song is if it makes you, like it can bring you to that place and make you emotional. Like I envisioned like being at her concert and like hearing this song live and just like being at the end of the show almost and you're just like crying and everybody in that arena is sobbing. It's like soon. Like, why is this something I'm looking forward
0: to? It's like soon you'll get better. Like that yeah. song kills me. It's so I'm beautiful. Sure. Like the the imagery of holy orange bottles. Each night I pray for you, and I'm not a very religious person, but it's like desperate desperate people find faith. So now I pray to Jesus too. And I think yeah. even if you're not a religious person, you've been there, and you're kind of like, please just help me. Absolutely. So I, I I totally agree. I think it's really interesting that Lover, she has a song about her mom, soon you'll get better. Mm-hmm. Folklore, she has epiphany about her grandpa, and then this album is about her or this song's about her grandmother. Yeah, I
1: think you're right. And then do you think it's fair to say Tolerated is about her dad? I mean, she'll never admit that. It's too heavy, I think.
0: Um, I think I think there's something to that. Because even when I listened to Cardigan and it was, like, leaving like a father, I was like, shit, like, that's something to (laughs) say. Like, my dad would be pissed if I said that. For sure. It's artistic liberties. Sorry, dad. (laughs) And I know she's like, none of these songs are, like, super autobiographical or anything like that, but I'm like, come on, Taylor. Come on. I know. We know. We know. (laughs) so we're almost to the end of the album and closure should have been the last song on the album Mm -hmm. but it isn't how did you feel about closure we're so
1: anti evermore (laughs) Um, but no i liked closure again this was one of those songs that like she's talking about her flaws like being stubborn being soft this was the song that Brought it full circle for me and being like, if I was at a place in my life where like I have been, and I probably will be again at a place in my life where this song would really register for me in a stronger way. I don't feel like I'm in a place right now where it totally connects with me, but I could see it like me being in a place, like even a low place and hearing the song or like driving and like needing to listen to this song.
0: I get it. I get it. It's very much like fuck you. I don't need your apology. I'm done. I'm moving on. Yes. Please do not contact me again. Correct. And the line, the shape of your name spells pain. I love that because, you know, you'll see someone pop up on your phone and it just hurts you to see their name.
1: Yes. Oh, you get that. Like you automatically start shaking, you know, mm-hmm. I totally, I totally, I feel that sometimes you, like, see a certain person on, like, your Instagram feed. Like, you're, like, you know, you would go through a breakup and you'd, like, a person would pop up on your, like, MSN messenger. And you're like, oh, Not <laughs> now your... I'm myself. <laughs> Not the screen name. Not the screen name. <laughs> Not the screen name. But, yes, like, this was, like, a very much fuck you, I don't need this shit, I'm moving on. And I, I liked it, but it wasn't a favorite for me.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. In the beginning's very interesting. The mm-hmm. way the song starts off, when I heard that, I was like, this is jarring. Like, what the fuck's going on? But yeah, it's to it's make like you pay attention.
1: Almost? Is that fair to say? A what?
0: It's intense
1: almost, right out of the gate. Yeah, and then it, like, chills out. But I'm like,
0: what is this?
1: You're like, you're, "You're just angry, as you said at this point. You're
0: like, are we done yet? <laughs> I'm ready to clock out. <laughs> um, and then of course it ends with evermore and I am just so biased. I am. And I can admit my bias for exile because I think exile is one of her best songs. So I know. this song. And like, it- Let me be clear. I do
1: like evermore. If I like take it, put it over here, really isolate it. I like it. I like almost like, I like how there's, like, that shift in tone when Bonnie Bear like, comes in and leads. But, like, it's just, it's not Exile, and that's, it's Achilles' heel.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And like I said, I mean, I I think I held this album up really high because Folklore became my number two favorite Taylor album immediately. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, shit, like, we're gonna, we're gonna get another one. And it almost <laughs> felt like just the songs that didn't make Folklore. And I guess it is because, you know, she's probably going to have a trilogy for these. But at this point, I'm like, I don't want the third one yet. Like, re-release Red. Yeah, go away. Yeah, re-release Red, please.
1: So, okay, to kind of bring this all to a close, if you will, I saw on Instagram there was, like, I forget. Maybe I missed it in the video, but, like, it's, like, all of the albums fit into the rooms in this house. Mhm. And this is the last one. So um like can you did you see this and can you like walk me through this? Like people are like this is her last album
0: but I don't think it is. I don't think Taylor's done. I think Taylor has to hit 13 before she quits. That's her favorite number. Yeah. You know, um I think I think people Obviously, I don't know what Taylor thinks. I have no idea. To be clear. (laughs) But I think a lot of people assume that she's ready to just, like, be married and go to the lakes and hide in the lakes. But I don't think she wants that. I think she's enjoying what she's doing now. Putting out these songs where she's like, well, this is from point of view of James. And this song's from Augustine. And this one's from Betty. And I think she likes this better. Than her tour cycle, you know, record, go on a press tour, go to do an out, um, go on a tour. And then it's kind of just like a hamster wheel. And before I introduced you, I actually said, I'm like, this is her job. Her job is to write great music or and release (coughs) it. So I was like, don't feel bad if you didn't, you know, release two albums during quarantine. But I think that she is (laughs) taking this as just a civil liberty that now, she can write these songs that she owns and yep. her record label apparently doesn't care if she goes, I'm dropping this next week.
1: Yeah. It's almost like, um, well, two things I'll say is like, it's almost like being like an A-list actress, right? It's like Emma Stone can be on any project she wants to be on. Mm-hmm. She's like earned that right. People want her to like do their work. She's not auditioning. It's like she's earned that liberty and it's very similar to ariana grande went through a phase like this i think like maybe last year and earlier this year like over the course of that time in like she was just like i want to drop an album like she's like if i want to drop like one song like a rapper does i'm gonna drop it and then my album will come when it comes like and so i think some of these artists are earning that credibility and that right to just be able to do it on their own terms mm-hmm. and that of course comes from like social media and all of these different New ways of marketing yourself and like dropping their music, but I I'm here for it. I hope she's not going anywhere. Like I love watching this this version of Taylor.
0: I agree. I agree with you. And I just I think that she's such a creative person mm-hmm. that she's not ready. And again, how do I know? But again, she wrote a song about like turning down an engagement, right? right. She even in the Willow music video when she's like performing in a glass box. And looking at all these happy couples, it's just the imagery in that alone, in my opinion. And it was funny. I saw something on Twitter about how on Lover she was like, I'm nervous. Everybody wants you. And then on some song, <laughs> some song on Evermore, <laughs> um, she kind of says the same thing. And they were like, you know, that's because Joe's so hot. I'm like, no, it's because she's insecure still. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And I don't know where I was going with that. I was just saying.
1: (laughs) No, you're just like, that's the place that she's currently in. She's not in any rush to be like, but she, I think what you're, or maybe I'm now taking my own liberties. It's like,
0: no, please do. She's
1: still insecure. She's still coming into her own. Maybe she's not in that place yet where she's like, I'm ready to commit because I'm almost like still worried you're not ready to commit.
0: Right. It's in, it's funny. Everyone, I got a lot of DMS where people are like, do you think she's pregnant? And like sending me pictures. I'm like, first of all, I'm not going to guess if someone's (laughs) pregnant, especially during quarantine when we've all gained like 20 pounds.
1: Right. Thank you very much. And that's the one thing I don't do. I do not speculate on women's pregnancies.
0: I just, I can't. How many pictures can Taylor take of her holding a glass of wine for people to stop? thinking, wondering if she's pregnant. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so as someone who, I think you are a Swifty. I do. I think you're, I think you're oh there. My God. <laughs> Even though you haven't watched the Disney Plus, I'll, I'll allow it. Um, it's on
1: the list. <laughs> I'm putting it on
0: the list. What other Taylor songs do you like? When you think like uh, Taylor Swift songs that you're really into, which ones would you say? And they I don't mean, have to be like recent. Sorry. Sorry to cut no, you off. No, no,
1: no. Like I, so I love, again, like I love welcome to New York that takes me back. So like, I was like dating this guy in New York and like, I remember like getting off the plane and like driving across the bridge from Newark. And like, it like brings you back to that moment. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, Oh, like I, like, I just like, I, I felt such an association to New York. So when that came out, I was just like, Oh, this is like great. You
0: know? Yeah, I guess um, I can see that. And it's like in the opening scene of How to Be Single. Yes. And that's one of my favorite movies. So I get that. I do understand that. But like I said, I like Sad Girl, Taylor. I do. And that's why I think I was so upset that I didn't love this album.
1: I know. I also love, what is it called? Is it Back to December? I love, and is that not about Joe Jonas?
0: Um, Taylor Lautner.
1: About, oh, Taylor Lautner. Yeah. I always thought it was about Joe Jonas.
0: So there's a line, and I misheard it for such a long time. But it's like, I miss your tan skin, your sweet smile. And I used to think it was texting. I was <laughs> like, you miss his texting and sweet smile? I miss your text. But I do,
1: I like that song. That's like a good one. I like the way that it, like, builds, and I like the chorus. And, again, it's one of these ones that I'm like, I could sit and, like, belt out and feel sad too. Like, that's, you know, again, maybe Sad Girl Taylor.
0: Sad That's girl Taylor's. That could be
1: a sad girl Taylor for me,
0: for sure. And I feel like I liked a lot of songs off Lover, but I was almost like she's too happy.
1: <laughs> See, I loved Archer on okay. Lover, mm-hmm. and I feel like that. I I like that it's like that slow build. It kind of like never even quite to the not to the point, but like to the Willow remix. I was like, I could have seen Archer coming out. Somebody releasing like a remix of Archer in like a DJ. EDM sound but I just I like it I like the slow build and burn of it
0: so the way that song like plays out I don't even know what it's called when you look at your podcast you see like the voice how the voices go the way it it's supposed to look is like someone's pulling back a bow and that's why it just stops because they released the arrow
1: oh my gosh I didn't know that Mm mm-hmm
0: so that's why it's built the way it is. And that's why when it's at its peak, it stops because they release the arrow. That's a great, I, I didn't know that. I love that.
1: <laughs> so I love that. And then like exile, I think is probably, I just, I love that song from the first time I heard it. It's still a song I listen to every single week, Yep, multiple times a week. Like, I'm just like, I need to hear exile right now. Like there's, there's nothing else to say. And I just love those beginning like piano chords
0: or notes. I just, I love it. I get it. I listen (laughs) to Exile and Mad Woman probably daily.
1: Yes. Oh my God. She has so many, like, there's definitely songs that I'm just not even thinking about right now. Mm -hmm. Like, older songs off of older and earlier albums. Like, I love Love Story. I know it's like corny, but like,
0: it's just like dorky and cute. I don't know. (laughs) It brings you back to a place in your life where you were, you know, remembering that. For sure. Like, Sparks Fly is one of my favorite songs because. I think I was like 19 or 20 when it came out and like I was starting to go to like parties with friends more and
1: just Mm -hmm. having so much fun. Yeah. It's just, she, I, you know, she's one of these artists for me that she really like, I like where her songs always take me back to the place I was in my life. Mm -hmm. And that's why I said with this, I think where I give this album, like leniency is that I do feel like there are songs that like, for me, it might not, like, trigger an emotion or a feeling or a response. But for somebody, they're probably like, This is their favorite Taylor
0: Swift album. I know. You know? Yeah. And know. it's so funny because some people are like, Well, I really like it. I'm like, You're allowed to just because I don't, <laughs> just because it's not my favorite. Like, I'm not <laughs> mad at you. It's <laughs> not my album. <laughs> right. Or when people are like, I don't like Taylor Swift. I'm like, That's okay. Like, you're allowed to not like an artist. Like, I'm not a huge Ariana Grande fan. I mm-hmm. can see your talent, but she just, doesn't do it for They'll me do it for you yeah. yeah and I'm not gonna be like mean or <laughs> exactly totally see what you're saying. everybody
1: has the right to their own opinion
0: so if you're <laughs> listening and don't agree with us it's okay
1: <laughs> yeah. We'll still like you you could still hang
0: <laughs> They're like no, we don't want to hang out with you
1: <laughs> I know they're like mm, I'm turning this off <laughs>
0: <laughs> Well thank you so much for coming on talking about Taylor. Um, where can everyone find you? I know I said it at the beginning, but remind people.
1: They can find me on socials at Lex and L-E-X-N-I-K-O. You know, my Instagram, my TikTok. I've really been getting into TikTok lately. So come hang out over there. I tell a lot of fun celebrity stories, like doing a deep dive on what Backgrid is, for example. Um, so come hang out and listen to the podcast. One last thing, you can get it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts. And that's that's where I'll be.
0: Hold on, and then on your- <laughs> Well, real quick, I saw Perez Hilton reposted you, and now he's like banned from TikTok.
1: Yes. What so did you do? Used-
0: what did you do to him?
1: I didn't do anything. <laughs> I swear. He used one of my memes that I made about uh, Max. What is Elrich. name? Alrich. Uh- uh, Demi, Lovato, Demi Lovato's ex-fiance. He used one of my memes in one of his TikToks. And then like posted it on his Instagram reels. And then this week I found out that he like has been banned forever off of TikTok because I guess he was like allegedly bullying Charlie D'Amelio and her family. And like, you know, it's the Perez Hilton way. And like I know he's not the nicest. I think he's an OG pop culture mm-hmm. personality. Um, but he built his brand off of being me. Mm-hmm. And that's the way that it was in the early two thousands. Like We've now shifted and culturally we don't condone that type of behavior, but that's really what it was. Like, do you remember, was it Nikki Swift or like there was like some website that would just like trash celebrities? It was like, it was very bad, but like people used to be really nasty and mean. Yeah. And that maliciousness is what made people read their shit.
0: I remember Will I Am punched Prez Hilton in the face for something he said about Fergie. Why do I, it's like, why do I remember that? But I don't know, like my friend's birthday. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Couldn't tell you anybody's phone number. (laughs) Well, thank you again so much for coming on, chatting, and I'm sure you'll be on again.
1: Oh, I hope so. Thank you for having me. This is always so fun.